Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 714 on his Thursday morning. This this is why we can't have nice things. Dave Cohen joins us now. No ice on the causeway, but big problems. Yeah, we've had a crash southbound on the causeway, and one of the vehicles involved is overturned. Carlton Dufresne, the general manager of the causeway, tells me two people remain trapped in that overturned vehicle. They're trying to extricate them now, but they expect to have the southbound lanes of the causeway closed for about another 30 minutes. So you're going to have to either go around Highway 11, I-10, I-55, or just wait it out 30 more minutes before they're able to get those people out and get the causeway open. And we're coming up on 7.15, so that'd be quarter till 8 just for your planning. Thank you, Dave. We'll keep you apprised. Got traffic coming up in about five minutes if anything changes. But the southbound causeway closed, overturned vehicle, people trapped in the vehicles. They're trying to extricate them. And Carlton Dufer Show saying it's going to be at least a half an hour until the southbound causeway reopens. Julie O'Donoghue joins us now, senior writer at the Louisiana Illuminator. Illuminator rather. Good morning, Julie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, let me let me read a, a tweet of yours, if I may, that says sure, over, a, dec- over a, over a decade. Wait, let me go back down to the bottom one that I wanted to read. <laughs> I'll get to it. Um, come on, I had it here, and then something happened, and I scrolled away. Anyway, what you were saying is that the elected officials are saying that this is going to go back. Here we go. Thank you. It was the pin tweet. Jeff Landry and legislators keep saying this closed primary proposal is like what Louisiana had in place for federal races 15 years ago. This is, again, not really true. Please let me explain. And, Julie O'Donoghue, that's why I wanted to read the tweet, to set you up to explain. Go ahead, please. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, about 15 years ago, I think, in, I, I believe in 2008 and 2010, Louisiana did have a, I, I would call it a more partisan primary process for, for federal elections only. So for Congress, uh, the Senate, and the U.S. House of Representatives. And that process was one in which um you know, you had Democrat and Republican-only primaries, so you had to be a registered Republican and a registered Democrat to participate in primaries in those cycles. But there, the, the primary process was a little bit longer in terms of vetting. So you had an initial primary where, where you know, let's say you're a Republican. You go and vote in the Republican primary. You had a slate of candidates. And then if none of those candidates got over 50 percent of the vote, it went to this sort of uh, Republican primary runoff in which you had another Republican primary and Republican candidates had to vote again between two candidates, Republican candidates in a runoff 
before a candidate advanced to the general election. So what that ensured when we did that before was that the person coming out of the partisan primary, out of the Democratic primary or the Republican primary, had gotten over 50 percent of the vote in the primary. What is being pushed by Governor Landry and what was approved by the Louisiana House yesterday is not that process. In this process, there would only be one Republican and Democratic primary before the general election, and the person with the most votes would go on to the general election. So what that means is you could have a situation in which a person in a Republican or Democratic primary only got 30 percent of the vote. Let's say you have six candidates running, you know, and no one got over 50 percent of the vote. That person would still go on to the general election as that party's nominee. And truthfully, that's the way a lot of other states kind of run their process. Mm -hmm. But that's not the way we've traditionally done it in Louisiana. Uh, in Louisiana, there's there's not been a process like that. And I guess what I would say is this also potentially sets up a situation in which the person who ultimately wins the election doesn't have to actually ever get over 50 percent of the vote because you could have a primary where someone gets less than 50 percent of the vote. And then you could have a general election where there's an independent on the ballot and the person who gets the largest chunk of the vote and ultimately wins the prize, if you will, mm -hmm. doesn't actually get 50 percent of the vote in that either. For people who are uh, my age or older, you might remember uh, Bill Clinton's first election for president. He actually didn't get over 50 percent of the vote because of Ross Perot. So you could have kind of a general election situation like that, where you have a Democrat who's getting, I'm sorry, an independent that gets a big chunk of the vote, and and the person who ultimately wins never gets over 50 percent of the vote. Did, did you just say your age or older that remembers Bill Clinton? Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm 42, so I was I was 11 when Bill Clinton first yeah. got elected. What so, about, peop what about yeah. people that remember Lincoln? What about those? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but, but seriously, yeah. let me get back to this. So what would happen is, because of the, the limited candidates, it would lend itself, I would think, to even more independents running in the general, which would split the vote even more. Accurate presumption? Yeah, except for in the current proposal, they've made it very difficult for independents, for anyone who's not a Republican or a Democrat, to to actually get on the ballot. Even so, in general? Yeah. So uh, the way the current proposal works is that if you're a candidate who's a Democrat or a Republican, and, and I, I won't get into this because it's very in the weeds, but it essentially— Well, that's where the devil is. You know, Julie, that's right. where the devil okay, hides so in the weeds. In the current process, it's in order for a party to have a primary election, they have to get essentially five per, pull 5% of the vote in a previous election. And that's very difficult for minor parties to do. You know, the Green Party, there's a, the Libertarian Party, there's a variety of them. But they generally don't pull 5% in an election. They got to pull 5% to get on the ballot in the general. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, no. Let me go back. In order to have a primary election in the first place, so before we get to the general election, 
you have to poll 5%. So in order for the state to pay for your primary, like if you had a couple Green Party candidates who wanted to run against each other, right? But do you have, to have, the, do you have to have a primary to get on the general? Do you have to have gone through a primary to get in a general election? Yeah, let me get to that. So if you are not, if you can't have a primary, and essentially the only parties that would qualify to have a primary election are the Democratic and Republican primary uh, parties. You you have a, a higher bar to get yourself on the general election ballot. So Democrats and Republicans can sign up to be candidates by paying a fee, and then they'll go through these primary elections. But they just have to pay a fee to get on that primary ballot. For, for an independent to get on the general election ballot, what they must do is they must collect a certain number of signatures. And it depends on which office, how many signatures you need. But for a statewide office, you need 5,000 signatures. And you need to collect those signatures from people who are independent voters. <laughs> so you need to collect those signatures from people who, like you, have not registered with the party. Uh, and that's a pretty high – and you need to do it in 90 days. That's a pretty high bar. It means you have to, like, go out essentially to grocery stores and the like and try to find people who are not registered with the Democratic or Republican Party but are registered voters and have them sign your petition in a three-month period. Julie, so I, I got really... to take a break here for traffic because we've got causeway problems, but I don't think that's too far in the weeds. I think that is a critical portion of this in terms of limiting who it is that people ultimately get to vote for, especially independents. So we'll pick it up here when we come back with Julie O'Donoghue, very talented reporter, senior writer at the Louisiana Illuminator, 722, uh, aforementioned problems at the causeway. Let's look at traffic now, WWL. Seven twenty-eight. Couple of minutes left with Julie O'Donoghue, senior writer at the Louisiana Illuminator. Never enough time. Julie, I reserve the right to recall you as a witness. You can follow her on Twitter at <laughs> at J S O D O N O G H U E, and I would suggest you do because she's got some valuable information up there. Uh, Julie, in the time that's left, um, John Cuvion did a poll. Most people in Louisiana are vastly against this. The others don't care. With everything that we're facing in Louisiana. The fact that the new governor is is just hell-bent on getting this through a special session makes my eyebrows go up and my radar go off. What's the the end game here? Well, I think um, this process really would empower the Democratic and Republican Party sort of officials, right, the people who run the two parties. And Governor Landry has been pretty close to the Republican Party officials for quite some time. They endorsed him very early on uh, in the in the governor's race, um, which gave him a huge fundraising advantage because they have more flexibility in their fundraising than um, a a uh, candidate's campaign does. Um, and so I think if this process goes through, assuming he still has some control over the Republican Party, I think it really helps him kind of put the people he supports. Uh, in a better position to win elections and puts himself, of course, when he runs in four years, in a better position to win elections. I, I think that that has quite a bit to do with this. Do you have any idea on how much this would cost? Uh, we we have somewhat of an idea. So just uh, this year, 
the rest of this budget cycle, which ends in July, so we're talking about six more months, it would cost $9.7 million. And then it's kind of difficult to know how much it's more it's going to cost beyond that. But a statewide election, holding a statewide election costs about $8 million. And assuming you're going to have to have more elections because we'll have fewer people who will just win outright in the first round, like we do under the current system, it, it will be millions of dollars more potentially every year. Julie, I appreciate your work. I'm a big fan. I hope you come back and join us again, okay? Okay. Thank you. I Thanks appreciate so much. it. Julie O'Donoghue, senior writer at the Louisiana Illuminator. If you follow me on Twitter, at TTuckerWWL, I just retweeted some video of the overturned vehicle on the causeway. Got the southbound lanes closed. We'll talk more about that now with WWL First News. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.